Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get 150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. When you're an American Express Platinum Card member, don't be surprised if you say things like, Chef, what course are we on? I've I've lost count. Or, shoot that, shoot that! And even, Checkout's not until 4, so... Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants, elevated experiences at live events, and 4 p.m. late checkout at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. Billie Eilish and Phineas O'Connell, they're with us today on Crew Call. I'm your host, Anthony D'Alessandro. Billy's vocals. It was automatic art. You know, I had to like choose a more challenging route than just like, da, 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 da. You know what I'm saying? Like it could have been like easier. And a lot of people have asked me like, how did you choose to have it be so soft and like so simple? And what else was it going to like? That's what the song wanted. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Crew Call podcast on Deadline. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Thanks for listening to the Best of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weeknight from 10 p.m. to 2 a.m. Eastern, 7 to 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every night on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. This is the Best of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon on Fox Sports Radio. Greetings, welcome in. It is a Thursday night. We've got NFL news. We've got live Olympic games. We've got Major League Baseball. We've got MLS action. And we've got parade celebration, ring ceremonies, and dollars and cents. And we're here to make it all make sense. Because really, it's all about the dollars. Welcome in, Mike Harmon, alongside Dan Beyer in for Jason Smith tonight. As Smith continues his sojourn in Detroit Last time we spoke, Dan, uh, we were contemplating what Smith could do to get himself pulled over again. <laughs> uh, there have been no further reports of any yep. uh, 
transgressions with the law in the greater Detroit area of late. But, you know, the night is young. He loves he, he loves being the good luck charm of the Detroit Tigers. I could say that much. That is true. Uh, talking about how uh, they've really just been on a roll. Another <laughs> 7-5 win today over Texas. So, I mean, they just keep moving. The uh, I, I love always being in for Jason, but I will say this. I'm especially excited tonight, Mike, for this simple reason. I don't feel guilty talking about the National Football League anymore because now with the NBA, and it's kind of officially over because the parade happened sure. today with the Bucks, and I know the draft is next week and then Summer League and there'll be a short offseason. But not, not that we should ever feel guilty for talking about the NFL, but now that is what's next. And so, so there's a little bit of guilt off my shoulders. Well, there is a little bit of that celebratory uh, mode, right? Not just because your team had its victory parade today, but because we got those glorious shots of Ezekiel Elliott taking a handoff from Dak Prescott and running, Ben Roethlisberger, and whatever his workout regime yielded in terms of his body and him being ready for this year. Uh, I did see some stats about when you shuffle up offensive lines, uh, how rare a situation we're going to see with Pittsburgh, but we've got plenty on that uh, as the night goes on. The You mentioned the NFL just in general, though, Dan. The story that all just hit like wildfire uh, throughout the day was the NFL had already talked about and put out the protocols as agreed to with the Players Association regarding the practices and facilities for vaccinated and unvaccinated players and the hotel accommodations and going out, what you could do dining-wise, all of those things we, we've talked about, and those have been out for weeks. Uh, but today it got, you know, a little pressed as you start getting into the, hey, by the way, we're not, we're not going to cancel any games here. If things go sideways, uh, you're going to be on the hook. We're talking forfeitures. Oh, and nobody's getting paid. And as soon as you have that last part and you triple underscore it, you make it start blinking, whatever it is, uh, as word got to all the players, well, one by one, we started to see a little bit of blowback, followed by the deleted tweet syndrome. Uh, And we talk about DeAndre Hopkins first and foremost, questioning his future in the NFL if it meant that not getting the vaccine could potentially hurt his team's chances in 2021. Uh, yeah, it could. And uh, and that's not even in terms of a can- cancellation of a game, forfeiture or whatever. Just in general, if you were to get it and bring it into the building, the potential is that it hurts your team, whether it's another unvaccinated mm-hmm. player or a coach or someone in the building, right? I mean, I, I think that we already understood that. But now that you put the largesse of dollars and not making these things up, and now you're accountable on a whole other level, that it's going to raise the ire. Leonard Fournette was another. Uh, Jalen Ramsey over the course of the day. Uh, You had several players, and we'll see how many more decide to jump into this discussion. What I, find, what I find interesting, and I am going to give credit where credit is due, and that is to you, Mike Carmen, and I'm not, I'm not sitting here trying to blow smoke up your butt or anything about it, but you made a point 
well over a, a week ago, and it was maybe two weeks ago when we were talking about this, the whole conversation was how are teams going to navigate when certain players are vaccinated and other players aren't? Are the other player, or the players who aren't vaccinated going to feel left out? Are they going to feel that their job was more difficult? You brought up the point that said this, hey, in a league where it's next man up and guys are fighting for their jobs in the league, the league will go younger and cheaper in a moment's notice. You said that position battles and roster spots are going to be determined by players who are vaccinated or unvaccinated. Imagine a coach on a hot seat, and and, and maybe Cliff Kingsbury is, is the perfect example because there may not be a coach in the NFL that is on a hotter hot seat this year, and he's going to have to deal with this DeAndre Hopkins situation. But to your point, you said if a coach has to make a decision on a player in a close battle – you're going with the vaccinated guy because it makes your world a whole lot easier. This doubles down on that for the simple fact of you, now you may win. You, you may need that football game. You, you don't want to lose that football game because of the negligence of another player. I think, I, I mean, your, your point is just is, is so well put that this, this now ups the ante on everything for the National Football League. And I understand that some players don't want to do it, but the writing was already on the wall when you were making them go through certain protocols while others didn't have to. This just takes it to another level. Yeah, I mean, and from the protocols and everything that was agreed to a year ago, if they had to, and this is why we had Tuesday and Wednesday games, if you had to forfeit, then you weren't going to get paid. And we know one thing, the money flows, right? Because if you don't play the game, the TV contract gets reevaluated and the payouts get reevaluated, which means all the fights of the distribution of league monies. And we talked about the Packers and talking about their loss for last year saying it was nearly $40 million. Fortunately, they had about a $400 million war chest. In other words, business has been good uh, for uh, about two <laughs> decades. Yes. So you've got plenty of time and plenty of capital uh, that should be uh, amassed in your respective war chest. But to, just to that point of now it's, all right, we, we'll look at additional penalties because we already added another game. And when you start thinking about extending your calendar year anymore, Football, you know, as much as basketball and the wear and tear on bodies and how many guys in the league, around the league, everything, tried to attribute all these injuries in the NBA to fatigue, which was a nonsensical argument. We can go through the, you know, all the mm -hmm. star players and talk about fluke sure. injuries and, and you know, got 200-pound guys sliding into your ankles, LeBron. Uh, it had nothing to do with you being tired uh, and fatigued from a short off season, But... To that point, maybe your recovery can be compromised a little bit. But either way, the point being that the NFL being the brutal game it is, you're, you're trying to get through as unscathed as you can, right? Because you want to make good. You want to be in your respective windows as soon as you have to start moving dates, moving things around, particularly as we get back to whatever normal is. And I yes, I did air quotes here in the Fox Sports Radio studios that you have to make other concessions, arrangements with perhaps other artists, other leagues, whatever, in terms of facilities to get things done. And as the NFL, it's just being proactive in, in this regard. And the players cannot like it, right? If DeAndre Hopkins has decided, I've got enough of a bag, I'm done, then it's been fun watching mm -hmm. DeAndre Hopkins work. And we'll always think of the Hale Murray fondly, 
and we'll move on because the next guy will be ready to play. It's Shark's Teeth, man. We're celebrating Shark Week on every channel known to man. I haven't seen any on, uh, you know, a couple of the kids' channels yet, but we've got sharks everywhere. Look, man, they take a bite. What happens? The next row of teeth come up. Right. One goes out next up. Same thing in the NFL. There's going to be another guy waiting to take your job. Another guy that didn't make it out of training camp is going to get a call. It's like, hey, you you still working out? Yeah. Come come and work out. We we got a guy that's not available to us. And and if guys want to walk away from from the money, I hope they're ready for their next careers. Just remember, retirement is long. Now, if, now, if DeAndre Hopkins doesn't show up, the call from the coach likely won't be Cliff Kingsbury because he likely won't be there Correct. after this season. <laughs> However, fair point. To, yeah, to your point, there there is always that there is that other guy that's there, and and you know, like I I, I struggle with it, and and I know it's I I don't want to make it a get vaccinated, you know, sort of program. But the thing to me, when it comes to the professional athlete, is all of the things that the professional athlete does to make it to be able to do what they do in their sport and the 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 levels that they will go to to be fit to be in shape uh to work out to go that extra mile and to me i just don't understand how this is crossing the line i i i just i and and maybe that's that this is getting into that conversation, but I mean, athletes, you know, for, for how many years have done whatever it takes uh, for the most part to get to that, that next level. And I'm not, I'm not saying that, that all athletes are doing illegal things and, and no, that's but- not what I'm saying, but they go the extra mile. You're up at 5. AM. You're doing this, you're doing that. You're, you're, you know, you've cut out the, you know, the pizza, you've cut out the wings, you do, you know, like, like that's what an athlete does. And you live in, and you form in that world and you, and you, Come up to that place and, and Mike, supplements and everything that you do. Well, like, but that's the thing, right? How many people yeah. have taken shots from the doctor just saying, trust me, this will get you back on the field faster? Sure. Yes. We, we've had how many fights over Toradol and all these other yeah. things for years? And it's like, I don't know. I don't trust this one. Yeah. Uh, I, you know, I your best ability is your availability. And and what was interesting is because I am a nerd, one of the, the shows that is – constantly streaming because I don't even watch them at this point uh, is, you know, any of the law and orders. If I see there's a marathon on as I'm cooking, as I'm working and, and working out, whatever, hanging out with the kids, it, it'll be in the background. And there was an episode of SVU that turned into a vaccination thing about measles. Okay. Uh, mm-hmm. To be able to go to school. You had to get vaccinations for a lot of things. And I get it. You know, we we can talk about Genesis and people do their due diligence. And again, not going into a a big to do uh, of it all, but it's the picking and choosing and deciding here's where, where you're drawing a line and the NFL and people will always question their motives, right? That's never going to change just like big business, government, everything. There's always the, all right, how are they trying to screw us is, is the mantra. And maybe all of you out there that are working at this hour, maybe you're all nodding your head. Maybe you're in your car going, yeah, you know what, last week. Yeah. And, and there, there's plenty of that. But there's also the, hey, we're trying to keep the line moving and keep these billions of dollars of revenue, of which you guys get half, going. 
I, I just, I, how many guys will 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 say, like, all right, I'm gonna I'm gonna need double knee replacement when I'm older, but I I, I don't care. I I need I I got to do this for one more year. Well, the head uh, it, injury it, it, conversation. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I just, but but this is going too far. I, I just, to me, it's absurd. Uh, reminder, DeAndre Hopkins, and I had this in the notes. Frostberg, our executive producer, we got Bo Benson in the studio with us tonight. Chris Perfett on the ones and twos. And, of course, uh, Steve DeSager on the updates. Uh, Frostberg texts me, our, our exec producer, um, Reminder that DeAndre Hopkins, because of the signing bonuses in his contract, would have to write a check for $22 million if he were to walk away, which means he ain't walking away because he later uh, did put out that he's got nine years left in him. So we'll we'll figure out what that all means. And look, they're not mandating it, right? They're not mandating, which they could as a private business, but they are making sure you understand there are dire consequences to this. If if we're forced to re look at scheduling or cancel games altogether, that there will be hell to pay. Absolutely. The Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon here, Fox Sports Radio. Dan Byer in for Jason Smith tonight. You can follow Dan on Twitter at Dan Byer on Fox. Yell at me at Swollen Dome. Uh, reminder, we're brought to you by Indeed. The reasons to find your next hire with Indeed are starting to add up. You can look at the numbers. Instant Match searches millions of resumes in Indeed's database to deliver candidates whose resumes fit your job description. They have 135 skills tests that go beyond the resume to help you find the right candidates faster. And according to Talent Nest, Indeed delivers four times more hires than all the other job sites combined. So, if you want to multiply your employees and subtract the hassles of finding them, visit Indeed.com slash credit. Coming up next, well, you gotta have a B-side, right? Like all great 45s. Oh wait, the kids don't know what a 45 is. But if you flipped over... Nah, never mind. Uh, The other big story of the day continues. The Big 12, the SEC realignment and giant piles of money. See, it all comes back to the dollars and cents. Dan and I try to make sense of it next here on Fox. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up, picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all, but here's a preview of this week's episode. Nothing to do with anyone personally, but Creighton is the team every year that the nerds, you know, the basketball nerds, they're like, you know, who's ready to catch Creighton, you know, watch Creighton. And I'm like, I don't want to watch Creighton because I agree with Shane and the dude today. Creighton's never going to win anything. Stop talking to me about Creighton. They're not never the, not, gonna, the, not the Big East tournament. Well, I mean, they could maybe they win the Big East tournament, but it'll only be luck. But like, they're always like, you know, a sleeper team that could, like that guy who I told you had eight title teams. One of his title teams was Creighton. Is not winning the national championship. It's yeah, I don't not, have him doing that. That like that's why do we all have to act like Creighton is a, is a is a good team. Creighton's like the band they all say you should know if you really knew bands. <laughs> and then they're never at any of those. And then they're never, yeah, exactly. And it comes time for the Grammys, and they lose out to, like, you know, Lil Durk. And you're like, see, I knew Lil Durk was better. Why are you, t- why are you telling me? You see the whole time. <laughs> and this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. 
The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other. As Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get 150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms, 21 plus only. Virginia only, new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. An epic matchup between your two favorite teams, and you're at the game getting the most from what it means to be here with American Express. You breeze through the card member entrance, stop by the lounge. Now it's almost tip-off, and everyone's already on their feet. This is going to be good. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your live sports experience at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Eligible American Express card required. Benefits vary by card and by venue. Terms apply. He's Dan Byer. I'm Mike Carmen. Joining us now on the hotline, he's the man for all of our college football needs. Collegefootballnews.com, game previews, picks, and obviously following all the big media day scrums and trying to make sense of what's going on, SEC, Big 12, and the continuing quest for the meaning of life. He's our buddy Pete Futek at Pete Futek on Twitter. Hi, buddy. What's going on, guys? I really wish I was one of those guys that the, the Olympics did it for me. I guess it used to, but it's, it'll be on. It'll be content, but give me the football season already. Well, you're there. I mean, we're starting to get the Sabruder film of everybody coming in in the, quote, best shape of their life uh, at NFL training camps. Uh, and then, obviously, we've got media days and all the pictures of, hey, we're getting on a private plane to go and, and do our thing. And some great quotes coming out of there. But the Oklahoma-Texas story is what's making the world go around as we try to make the dollars make sense 
uh, and what this fallout is. How much of this is hot air and just kind of huffing and puffing and trying to make some demands versus, hey, we're, we're going and we're on the 20 uh, yard line going in? I, I kind of think it's a little bit of a uh, hot air, uh, just only because it just it's too big. There's too many things. Like first of all, I'd kind of a, be kind of amazed that Texas and Oklahoma are able to collude and do this. Like it just seems like they really contacted each other and said, "Hey, let's go shopping and go ask the SEC if they want to have us." It just seems a little bit of a. Uh, it's, a, it's a little bit crazy, but it just might happen. I honestly think that, as a wild speculation, that they're shopping, that they're, they're seeing how this could happen. Because remember, the SEC could put the kibosh on this. Uh, Texas A&M and Missouri already said they don't want this. And all it would take were two other schools to be like, nah, we don't really want these other two to join us. I've said all along, especially after they made the, uh, the change in commissioner, the George Kliakoff, I've always said the Pac-12 is where they're going. And I got yelled at by Big 12 people saying, no way, we're never losing Oklahoma and Texas. But that makes more sense from every possible angle. I think that would be the better fit. Uh, but at the immediate moment, it looks like this is real. At the very least, it's making everyone scared, and I think it's going to kickstart other uh, things business-wise when it comes to the world of college athletics. Pete, how, how, does, this, how does this differ from eight to ten years ago when it seemed that the conferences were going after the schools and now it's maybe vice versa. How could things be different this time around if it's the schools that seeming are looking for conferences? It's, it's, it's really about expanding the overall possible deal. And the biggest difference overall between now and ten years from now is it's, it's, the Big Ten Network and the Big Ten were kind of on the tail end of really caring about TV markets. Where they still matter, you still want big fan bases, but they direct. The only reason why they give Maryland and Rutgers, really, the only reason why they're a part of uh, the Big Ten is because they wanted to sell advertising in the New Yorkish area, and as well as uh, the Baltimore, uh, Washington D.C. Uh, area. So uh, that was that. But really, now in the whole new world of streaming, you're seeing this with the NFL, where uh, Amazon and others are starting to bid on parts of the NFL. And it's jacking up the price for everyone else, all the traditional networks. Well, that's what's next. Because if you are, say, the SEC network, then if you, you're not going to be you know, Netflix or anything, but you could be Peacock. I mean, if you've got a 16-team lead and you had Texas and Oklahoma, you're going to you're, you're have your own little world to sell there for not just football, for basketball, for all those sports. All of a sudden, that just changes the media landscape and game. And Texas and Oklahoma probably said, you know what, we can probably make more money doing it that way. Again, I still think there is going to be other parts of this, including college presidents, and there are going to be parts of the Texas-Oklahoma world that for branding, again, I keep saying this, the Pac-12 makes more sense for them. I think they're shopping. I don't think it's going to work with the SEC, and they're either going to get a whopper of a better sweetheart of a deal from the Big 12, or I think they're going to still look around at the Pac-12 or even the Big 10. Just make sure they, they update all the LinkedIn's of saying I'm available and here's the jobs I'm looking for. Dan and I were talking about it, uh, Pete, where we got a number of new leaders atop of these conferences and the fact that the Big Ten said, hey, Barry Alvarez, you're not retired yet. 
Yeah, exactly. So, uh, so you look, you know, all these conferences are trying to figure out how to make more money. Look what's happening. It's, you, you've got the college football playoff, which is almost certainly going to expand in some way, probably to 12. And if you're the SEC, you're thinking, you know what, if we got Texas and Oklahoma, every year we're going to probably have six, seven, ten of the best teams in college football. We could just own this college football playoff thing, even though you couldn't get, you still have to have five teams from other places to get in. Uh, and then the name, image, and likeness side of this. You know, uh, a rising tide raises, raises all boats here. If you're talking about, you know, the Alabama quarterback being talked about already having a million dollars in endorsements, you know, running gag is he's taking a pay cut. Uh, <laughs> but then, okay, then what does that mean if you've got a, a conference where you know if you are the starting quarterback at Texas, at Oklahoma, at Alabama, at LSU, at Florida, at Georgia, that it's an institutionalized thing where you are going to probably get at least a couple million dollars in endorsement money. And all of a sudden you get the bigger stars, the bigger TV, bigger TV and streaming ratings, the more money, the more advertising, and a bigger, better overall product. It just kind of makes sense for uh, for Texas and Oklahoma to think, yeah, it's kind of time to get to be a bigger fish in a bigger pond. Pete, do you think it would be viable? This has been talked about some, but do you think uh, Texas would be viable as an independent? Do you think that would be beneficial uh, for them? It, it, to a point, yes, but the, to what end? Part of the problem with being an independent at this point is you're not sharing in the overall profits for the overall deals. So, yeah, first of all, Texas makes more money than anybody. So that, that is the number one most profitable uh, program out there. So they're doing just fine on their own. Forgive me here as I'm sitting outside a bar here in the University of Indiana, uh, and things are going by. Uh, but, yeah, it would be the most profitable pro- thing for them uh, to do that because they're already making more money than anybody else. But I kind of also see the idea that you want to be a part of something bigger uh, and it's it's just a bigger overall deal if you could be a part of something that just blows up huge. And if you have a 16-team SEC and, say, four divisions of four teams, uh, and you're including the Sooners and the, and the Longhorns, you just raised the game exponentially. And you say we're bigger and better. We don't even need you for our playoffs. We do it ourselves. Pretty much. And, then, and you know, playoffs may off. You know, it's fun. But this isn't a you know a, a sports story. It's a business story. Sure. And so while the fans are all like, well, what are you doing? Why do you want to go beat your head against that wall? Well, there's only about a billion reasons why you're probably going to want to do that. So uh, it, 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 at the very least, it's interesting. And, and I think it's going to at the very least kickstart the Big 12 and wake them up. I've always said that they're insane for not going to get UCF in South Florida and owning Tampa and uh, Orlando and getting that I-4 corridor. They're kind of crazy for not just adding on Houston and Cincinnati and Memphis and expanding the overall brand, you know, going after some Mountain West teams, maybe revisiting the BYU thing and then rejecting that. Uh, and But just at least trying to figure out how to expand their conference beyond just Texas and Oklahoma, and they're probably going to do that no matter what at this point. Man, I, that's the that, you talk about money. That's the thing that I, I, I'm most excited about is just on how the different uh, you know schools could go here, there, and everywhere. If it was down to if the move was made, obviously the Big Twelve would be um, would wouldn't be important anymore. But who would be in the best and who would be in the worst position between the Pac-12, Big Ten, and ACC? Do you think? Uh, Big Ten's always going to be a you know the biggest baddest conference out there. I mean, just in terms of 
the combination of academic institutions, alumni bases, and geographic reach. Uh, the, the Big Ten still, obviously the SEC is the best football conference on the field and all that, but the Big Ten overall business-wise and everything else is still the biggest bad boy out there. And if you remember, it kind of got lost in the shuffle. I don't know how much you remember of the uh, the expansion talk 10 years, 10-ish years ago when uh, Texas and Big Ten were you know, playing footsie. There was kind of a trial balloon thrown out there that, you know what? What if we got North Carolina? You know, what yeah, if we started we dipping into the, how, how, what if we started dipping into that side of things and those markets? And I think the Big Ten's pretty proactive when it comes to this, and that's why you know. Remember last year at this time when Nebraska was huffing and puffing and saying, "Ah, we're just going to leave the Big Ten. The Big Ten's like, "No, you're not." And then Nebraska's like, "Yeah, no, we're not," because <laughs> you just don't leave the Big Ten. So to answer your question. Uh, it's the Big Ten, and if the SEC did this with Texas and Oklahoma, the SEC would take things to another level. The Big Ten would counter. It would just go poach and dance with someone else's dates and uh, grab a couple more big market teams. Uh, and, again, I think the Pac-12 is not going to be quiet here. I mean, you've got – you know, you think about their advantages. They desperately need uh, schools that are in uh, the time zone outside of the Pacific so people are awake when their games finish up. Uh, and, plus, you've got other programs that are going to want to be a part of a conference with, you know, media markets in L.A., Seattle, Phoenix, you know, Denver, Colorado, Salt Lake City, you know, all the, you know, San Francisco, all these big media markets, and with academic institutions like Stanford, Cal, UCLA, USC. So uh, there's a whole lot to like out there. And if you're the ACC and you're the Big 12 right now, you're just, you're trying to circle the wagons and hope that, you know, you're surviving through all this. Pete Futek, collegefootballnews.com with us at Pete Futek on Twitter. The Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon. Dan Byer in for Jason tonight. Be remiss, Pete, if I didn't ask you uh, about media days, if there's anything you found particularly juicy. Uh, I know Nick Saban, you you mentioned the, hey, almost a million dollars and really trying to figure out how this NIL is going to work within a locker room through the year. Anything else stick out for you? Yeah, you know, the, the the number one thing out of these media days seems to be on who's vaccinated and who isn't. And, you know, think about how this started. And I certainly don't want to get political or in any of these kind of discussions. But if you think about, you know, the Big 12, and it is all red states, and you've got, you know, problems with Texas right now with vaccinations and, you know, problems, you know, in that Midwest part of the country. And yet Bob Bowlesby, the commissioner, comes out and says, our guys are going to be vaccinated. That's it. We've got to do this. Why? Because it's a business decision. It's a pragmatic thought to be like, we can't have canceled games. So now you have team after team, which are kind of saying things the right way in terms of being like, look, if we, you know, forgetting the fact we want people to be healthy, if we want to win and we want to get money and revenue from these games, we can't cancel them. So we've got to have our guys vaccinated. And some guys are saying, you know, things better than others. Uh, but you're finding out is that these conferences are taking the NFL's lead and being like, look, if you're canceling a game, we ain't rescheduling this. You're, you're, you're SOL. So for all you uh, athletic departments that lost everything last year because you couldn't have fans in the stands, well, if you, if you have an outbreak, well, that's on you to, to, to lose all that money and try to pay it all back. And we're finding out that's just about impossible to do. Pete Futek, I, go ahead, Dan. No, I was just, I, I, I just, I, I, I'm so looking forward to, to. It just gets everything going and gets flowing. And I, I said to Mike that the NFL season, I'm so looking forward to. I can't believe that media days are getting me hyped for college football. But well, look, I, I can't, as I said, I as, as I tweeted out, like, think about that. Last year at this time, I was probably on my gazillion 
you know, radio hit of the week talking about will or we won't we or won't we have a season. And you know, now we're talking about Texas and Oklahoma moving to the SEC. Okay, yes, please. Fine by me. This is a heck of a lot more fun than what we were at 12 months ago. Right. Start talking about all of the, all right, recruiting here. And are they better than third in division? Let's go. <laughs> I, I can't believe I'm excited. And there weren't media days last year. That like that. like That's like the other point of it was just like, I never thought I would miss media days, like seeing them. But I kind of I kind of did, I guess. And then Here's seeing. The, pro- it, it, the problem with media days, though, is how, as you've been to all of them, I'm sure you've seen this before. I'll clue you in. Every media question, it's not even a question, hey, talk about blah, 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 and the answer is always <laughs> working hard, blah, 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 blah. There, that's 99% of media days. The other 1% is going to the bar and drinking with the other media guys. That last part sounds pretty good. He's Pete Futek, and the fact that you can do that this year is kind of a big deal. At Pete Futek on Twitter, where you find him, collegefootballnews.com. Our college football analyst, insider, prognosticator, joins us every week on the program as we get to college football. Pete, thanks for stopping down, buddy. We'll talk to you soon. Anytime, guys. Have a good one. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific. Hey, I'm Doug Gottlieb. The podcast is called All Ball. We usually talk all basketball all the time, but it's more about the stories about what made these people love their sport and all the interesting interactions along the way. We talk to coaches. We talk to players. We tell you stories. You download it. You listen to it. I think you'll like it. Listen to All Ball with Doug Gottlieb on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, 
sets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get 150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms, 21 plus only. Virginia only, new customer offer, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. An epic matchup between your two favorite teams, and you're at the game getting the most from what it means to be here with American Express. You breeze through the card member entrance, stop by the lounge. Now it's almost tip-off, and everyone's already on their feet. This is gonna be good. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your live sports experience at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Eligible American Express card required. Benefits vary by card and by venue. Terms apply. Hey, Doug Gottlieb here to tell you the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making the now perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new Toyota truck, like a rugged half-ton Tundra. Workhorse by nature, powerhouse by design, the Tundra combines the raw capability with premium comfort, and advanced tech to fuel your wildest adventures. With the available iForce Max Hybrid powertrain, you can take electrifying horsepower further than ever before. Or check out the fully redesigned Tacoma. Delivering trail-dominating power and captivating style, the new Tacoma was born to make your off-roading dreams come true. With new available tech, this legendary truck is getting even better. When you buy a Toyota truck, you buy Toyota Dependability meaning your truck will hold its value long into the future. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out the amazing national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Controversy, chaos, angst, excitement. Yeah, it's late on a Thursday night, but there's still live sporting events. I love this slot. Mike Harmon alongside Dan Byer. Jason Smith is off probably long asleep in Detroit. And how about a fresco if you want to torment him and maybe he'll get notifications to wake <laughs> him up. But, Dan, we are watching the end of this Giants-Dodgers game. And after what can only be described as a pity strike call and one of the greatest framing jobs by a catcher ever on a 2-0 count, bases loaded, 3-2 the score, a check swing and a ball four puts the tying runner across the plate, 3-3, and now a sinking line drive is going to score two more. Wow. And it's 5-3. Kenley Jansen has blown another save, and people in Los Angeles, Dodger fans, there's not even booing going on. Dave Roberts, after the check swing, uh, was called ball four, came out, threw his hat, screamed, yelled, eventually disappeared back into the dugout. Uh, It looked like he broke his wrist and that, uh, I don't know, this is where you need VAR. Yeah, it was strike three. This is where you need VAR VAR in, in baseball. It should have been strike three. Darren Ruff swang. Uh, swang. You said swang. <laughs> swung. Wow. I mean, swung that John Anderson at, was singing about well, swinging. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know that he was swanging, but hey, you know what? Literally doesn't mean literally anymore. So swanging's a word here but, on Fox. He did swing at the pitch. He he went. He did. I mean, he tried to hold back, but it was, it was committed. By the way, even if Dave Roberts didn't think that Darren Ruff swung at the pitch, 
He did the exact thing that a manager should do, and that's run out on the field, yell a lot, because he, he's also trying to take up for Kenley Jansen, who is obviously in a really tough spot. I don't think that Dave Roberts wanted to quit on Jansen, uh, but you're in, a, you're in a game against your heated rival, and it is so important to win that division so you don't have to play that wild card game against uh, whoever else is not going to win the division there I, I like what Dave Roberts did but he had a point it was a strike it, it should have been strike three the Dodgers should have won the game but instead now they trail five three curiosity though is that going back to the eighth uh, and, and again it, it doesn't matter it's a moot point because well the lead is now blown off the sinking liner to the right field that scored two uh, is that Blake Trining came in and finished off the eighth pitched two-thirds of an inning, had a strikeout, and had only thrown seven pitches. And yet he went to Kenley Jansen. And I know you want to give your guy the opportunities to get out of the funk. You want to get him right. You want to get that, you know, W. You want to get him back in and make sure mentally that he's still there and and pushing forward and all of those so it doesn't become a prolonged funk. Uh, But now... There's considerable damage done. Yeah, this is gonna this is gonna cost you a game. I, I, I again, like this is this is the this is the the tricky spot. If this was the, the Pittsburgh Pirates in town, or the Marlins, or the Reds, and I'm not trying to disparage any of those teams. I'm just saying it's not the Giants, and it's not the Giants of where they are. I think that that you can you can live with what maybe Kenley Jansen was doing. It's just because it's the Giants and it's because of where they are, Mike. And you wanna you wanna show support to your guy and you wanna show support to your team that you believe in them. Just like you would want any of those other players on the team for for Dave Roberts to stand up for you. It just now becomes very very costly. And, and then you then you have to pull them when it's it's five to three, but. I, I I actually don't I, I I don't fault him for making the move, and I know the Boo Birds came out. We are still only a week and a half removed from the All Star break, but it hasn't been great. But I think that Dave Roberts, I believe Dave Roberts made the right move to go with Jansen tonight. From our uh, executive producer Justin Frostberg, why the hell Scott Foster umping first base? <laughs> Hashtag Dodgers. Uh, and um, in studio. Uh, our our guy Bo Benson sitting producing the show tonight uh, just sent you and I the picture, the still frame of the swing that uh, was called Ball Four. Uh, controversy uh, reigns, but you know, let's open it up for discussion. We talked about it and and alluded to it last hour. Is that the Boo Birds were out for for Jansen the last couple outings, and certainly tonight. Uh, I'm in studio. So I and we are on air, so clearly I have no sound. But we've got Bo, Dodgers guy. Uh, we've got Perfett, Lions guy, and then we've got Steve Desager. He's a Los Angeles man. You, well, you're a champion, so you got nothing. Uh, <laughs> and I got a guy that retired for less than 24 hours in my minor league system. But all of that, you know, booing the hometown guy. I'll admit it, I'd do it. Someone needs the message, and and other than nicely or or tersely worded letters, what's your other uh, alternative? Yeah, the, the, I, I completely agree. The, honestly, if you're going to be, it, it's 
and, and again, I do think that that situations are different. If if you have a guy where maybe he's at the end of his career, but has been with the organization for so long and just isn't producing anymore, you know, I know, they know, he knows it's the end of the line. That you don't need to boo the guy. You just know that he doesn't have it anymore. It's not worth booing. I don't know if Kenley Jansen doesn't have it anymore or if it's just a bad two weeks for Kenley Jansen. I would tend to more think that is it than, than this would be the end of anything. Booing comes with the territory. I mean, like, let's let's be, be real. Like, like, there are only a few athletes, few baseball players that probably shouldn't be booed at some point. And if you're getting bothered by being booed, then I think that it tells you something about you. I mean, that's all, that's all the fans could do. What are they supposed to do? Give you a standing O after you gave up three earned runs? And, you know, I, I mean, like, wh- what are you supposed to do? I just not say anything? Booing, like, I'm, I'm totally fine with it. I'm, Simpsons did it. Bart Simpson uh, taunting <laughs> Daryl Strawberries. Ah, they're professional ball players. Daryl, Daryl. Uh, Bo, how you doing in there, buddy? You going to be okay? Uh, you know, there is a weird faction of like Dodgers fans and Twitter and stuff that are upset at people booing Kenley Jansen. Uh, he hasn't been good for like two years now. Like, I don't care what the stats say, any of that. Like, he's not reliable. Um, and this is just further proof. Like, part of it is on Roberts, too, for throwing him, you know, an obscene amount of pitches the last couple of days, but he's just not good. So, if you're going to get booed, like, that's what it is, especially when you blow a game against the Giants. Here, here's here's my question, and Bo, you can stick around for this. Uh, I'm asking this to Mike, you too as well. Who is unbooable on the Dodgers? Kershaw. Yeah. Well, I he agree. might run into the stands and attack you. <laughs> sure, he, but but realistically, like of where you are, what you've done in your career, and and, and who you are, he is really the only guy. I, I, I mean, like you know, Walker Bueller's great. You know, Cody Bellinger. Just came up and flew out to left. It, who's hitting, yeah, no, he's uh, he's going to start getting them soon. He's yeah, uh, no, that's got to be close, yeah. right, Bo? Uh, yeah, it's, he it's, can it's, he can enjoy Minnesota as far as I'm concerned. It's, it's well, all, there you go, <laughs> tradable. It's all it's all a part of the game, and like it's all a part of the game. Like that, that that's what it is. And there's just there's just a few guys I think in Major League Baseball, and and when you go to any certain league that are that are basically unbooable. But if you're getting bothered by being booed then maybe that is more of a you problem than a them problem. Chris Perfett, have you ever donned a paper bag as a fan of the Detroit Lions? Not quite. I haven't done part of the paper bag. I've seen plenty of games at Ford Field with Bronx cheers for a touchdown where the Lions are now only trailing by 27 (laughs) near the end of the game. Um, But I do do want to, and maybe this is me getting too into my Detroit roots, I just look at Kenley Jansen and I see, you want to remember this name, Jose Valverde. I see a guy who was lauded for one year having perfect saves, yet every save he did in 2011 was this kind of high wire Uh, act where he would load (laughs) the bases and then somehow get out of the jam. That's called a perfect save. And then 2012 comes along. The Tigers are in the ALCS against the Yankees. And he just detonates and he never he never comes back from it. And he's never the same because everyone realizes that that was a high wire act and it was a fraud. And Kenley Jansen feels like Jose Valverde. Nicely put. Steve DeSager, would you like to chime in on the uh, the goings on here 
uh, in the chaos. I'm not sure about the analogy that Kenley Jansen had a decade of success and wasn't exactly Jose Valverde. He also had 15 consecutive scoreless outings going into the All-Star break. He was disappointed he didn't make the All-Star break because his ERA at the time was 1.24 with 21 saves in the first half of the season. You're right about the pitch count because he threw a lot last night and they just pig-headedly brought him back to throw 33 more pitches without being able to finish the ninth inning tonight. The eighth inning guy you mentioned, Blake Trinan, pitched the eighth, a scoreless eighth last night with under 10 pitches, and finished out the eighth tonight getting a couple of outs with under 10 pitches. So that's curious, those two. And all of that said, if the check swing is called properly – he gets credit for the save. It doesn't end this conversation because it was too much roller coaster for no, sure. Jansen in the ninth inning. No, and, that, and that's the larger point. And I think what Chris was alluding to, it's just if you've got the high wire act, you may get the save and the box score looks clean. Uh, you know, well, that's what I'm saying. He, had, he had 15 straight box scores clean up until this past week. I uh, think doesn't mean ha- they're not stressful innings. But I think we're having like three different conversations. And I think that tells you a little bit about like what is like what's going on. Like Steve's talking about how good Jansen was in the first half. Uh, Bo's talking about what Kenley Jansen has done to the Dodgers over the last few years. I'm talking about who can be booed or not, and you know Mike's breaking. Like it, I hate it, everybody, it, so it's uh... <laughs> no. But it, but like to to the point of all of it, and, and by the way, the conversations were fine. It just tells you on how complicated and how many layers this whole situation is. So that was actually kind of my point of it is it's not just a usual sort of thing. And yeah, you could go to baseball numbers, you could go to, but that's what actually makes it so complicated. And I do think because it's against for what Dodger fans know would be the stinking giants. If you're a Dodgers fan makes it that much more difficult. Absolutely. And because, you know, I like my timely references celebrating the 50th anniversary of Aqualung this year, Uh, but Jethro Tull in general, Ian Anderson once saying it's a new day yesterday but it's an old day now. First half stats don't matter anymore, Steve. That that tightness in the chest for all Dodger fans is happening tonight. <laughs> there is such a thing as overuse, which I bring up how many pitches he threw yeah. last night. Exactly why are you bringing him back? Because because it's Dave Roberts. Yeah, and exactly. That, well, loyalty to a fault at times. Let's go back to Dave Roberts' use of the pitching staff, and not just him. It's Let's be honest, the front office's use of the pitching staff uh, when they finally made the World Series 2017. They just overused the bullpen. And guess what? You wound up playing a seven-game World Series and lost two extra inning games and lost four games to three. So, And that was the year where Kenley Jansen, in the six months of the season, only walked seven batters and led the league in saves and had a microscopic ERA. Overuse is a real thing. Yeah, I'm looking at my Twitter timeline. I can't read any of it aloud. I love you all. Uh, this has been a great discussion. Thank you all for... Uh, participating here, Chris Perfett, Bo Benson, Steve DeSager, and of course, Dan Beyer at Dan Beyer on Fox is where you find him. Find me over at Swollen Dome. Uh, great theater, bottom of the ninth, two outs now in this one. Div- heated division battles. That That's really what it comes down to, right? It just elevates uh, it, it to that next level, especially since the Giants, as of a week ago, folks were going, oh, this has to end. You know, they don't they don't have the horses. They're not going to be there. No, they're going to be a gnat that doesn't go away. And, and those Padres are still hanging around as well. Coming up next, we're going to talk about the college football news of the day. Get into Oklahoma 
and Texas, what it all means, shuffle up and deal, dollars, cents. Then we have some fantasy position battles. And then in Cleveland, they evidently decided on a new nickname. We just aren't getting it yet. And there it is. There's LeBron James, uh, a city he left twice. Uh, (laughs) We'll get into the college football story next. Like that, Dan? See, it's all about LeBron all the time here on Fox Sports Radio. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. Welcome, Allison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's like very of all slow. The, of all the options. In spite of me. <laughs> like, what did we do? It's so slow. Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on Deadline. Thank you again, Allison. Thank you. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. This is Holly Fry from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander. With seating for up to eight passengers and available panoramic moonroof, you can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with the whole family. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. When you're an American Express Platinum Card member, don't be surprised if you say things like, Chef, what course are we on? I've, I've lost count. Or, shoot that, shoot that! And even... Checkout's not until 4, so... Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants, elevated experiences at live events, and 4 p.m. late checkout at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. 